Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. This is episode six of You've Been Gilmore with Mary and Blake. Moving home. Nothing's impossible, I have found When my chin is on the ground I pick myself up, dust myself off Start all over again Don't lose your confidence if you slip Be grateful for a pleasant trip And pick yourself up La la, la la, la La la, la la all the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to You've Been Gilmore. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Gilmore Girls on Netflix. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and a pint of ice cream and enjoy the show. La, 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 la. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm your host, Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I never slept with a Wookiee. Not once. Really? I, I you know I it's always been a dream of mine to sleep with a wookiee, I'm not going to lie. Uh sleeping with a wookiee now is it's you know what since it's already been done it's now passé. Yeah, yeah, it's no longer on your bucket list. Oh, you know because I've seen it, I've 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 experienced it uh you know through the through the guise and through the lens of of Rory Gilmore and uh I think I think I'm good now. I'm I'm not going to lie. Who sleeps with a wookiee? Can we just talk about that real quick just just for a, a hot second? Wait. What makes you think like okay? I'm I see this thing, big, tall, hair, furry yeah. thing, you yeah. know, and you're like, dude, mm-hmm, I'm into that. Mm. I want I want that. You know what? I was actually gonna make a really bad joke. Okay, and I'm I'm not gonna go there. Good. I, I'm just gonna. You know, we are on Facebook Live, so I'm glad you're not going there. I'm just gonna allow this to uh, sit with itself. Let it ride. Let gonna, it ride. I'm, I'm gonna let it ride. Uh, so at, at any rate. Uh, how you been, my love? I've been good. I've been traveling. I went to Iowa for an Outlander convention called Through the Stones because we podcast about Outlander. Our podcast is called Outlander Cast, in case none of you knew. Um, but I was there for four days. Lucky to get out because it started snowing like the Dickens in Iowa. I don't really know what it snows like. But <laughs> does it slow like snow like Dickens? I have no idea. What does that mean, by the way, Dickens? Like snowing like the Dickens? I don't know. Like I always pictured Charles Dickens, and that made me picture like Christmas Carol, and it was like Molly was dead. You know, like, <laughs> like is that what happens when it snows? I have no idea. I don't think I've ever walked around saying Molly is dead. Was when he like snows. Molly was dead? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that. Like, what was the Marley was dead uh, quote from 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 the Christmas Christmas Carol? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna find it. I'm I gonna find nothing. that coat. Cool. <laughs> okay, sure, whatever, no problem. Yeah, old Molly was as dead as a doornail. Oh that's my how, that's, that's like where the dead as a doornail thing probably comes from. It's from Marley's ghost. So listen, we uh, apologize uh, for not being here. Sooner. Marley was dead to begin with. That's what it was to begin with. Okay, continue. 
we apologize for not getting back to you guys sooner with spring. Uh, as Mary has just said, she was in Iowa for a conference. And we, as you know, had the flu prior to winter. Who gets the flu? I know. Who, who gets the flu now? You get the flu shots and everything. What are we doing here? At any rate, um, we decided that since I was coughing like a madman during the winter episode that we would take uh, a week to try to get a little bit more healthy so that you guys would not be annoyed uh, when listening or seeing us on Facebook Live. So we took a little bit of a break. We're back. We're here in full-fledged, full force now. Hopefully, uh, we will be able to finish the rest of the series by week's end uh, this 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 week's and if uh, if we if my my darling wife sitting across the way from me thinks that's a good idea or do you think that is a that's just we're going to the theater tomorrow night the theater <laughs> the theater if you know that quote put it in the Facebook live because it is the season where that quote is that I just mimicked but we're going to see um, a gentleman's guide to murder. Oh, well, tomorrow so, evening. So that that is the reason why we have been away. I apologize. But for now, my love, I think we should stop boring people. And why don't we just get right to the GBGs? Are you yes, ready? Yes, please. All right, let's do Jump it. on in. So, Blake, this episode, Spring, um, we're going to talk about what was good what was bad and what was great. What do, you, what do you got for your good? My good was Rory moving home. I hate when Rory's away from Lorelai for extended periods of time. I love the two of them together. The amount of Pop-Tarts that they consume when they do rivals only the amount that I generally <laughs> eat by myself. So I'm, I'm just happy Rory's Only the cinnamon home. kind. I like the cinnamon kind and the s'mores kind. I like I like generally more the berry kind, to be honest. So Get out of here. Can have, I do enjoy the s'mores and the cinnamon. I feel like the s'mores isn't good when it's heated. Well, what was the original pop tart? Was it like a, was it the strawberry? Like a strawberry one. I think yeah. it probably was the strawberry with the white icing and the yeah. little the little uh, non pareils, whatever, yeah. whatever they're called. Yes, I would. And uh, the bad. What's the bad? The bad is nothing bad about like the show. I know how sometimes people say like, "Oh, I didn't like this or that about the show." What I didn't like was just the fact that Lorelai and Luke are now lying to each other. Ooh, very and good. And Lorelai is is hiding that she is now going to therapy by herself, mm-hmm. and Luke in turn then lies to her that he met with Emily. And I really didn't like that. I think there was a huge turn for their relationship, and the great. Were the therapy sessions. Oh, yes, they were. Oh, my God. Yes, they were. As someone who has sat in way too many therapy sessions myself. All the co-pays. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many co-pays have you paid? I could have paid for my kids' college. Gradu- college <laughs> and, like, college in the future is going to be a million. The amount of therapy that I had to go to growing up and then <laughs> further on in life with family... I love my family doesn't know how to watch Facebook Live, so I could say this. I love them very much, but uh, let me tell you. Oh man, I you know I when when they were in those therapy sessions. What did you picture? I pictured you you and your mother. I just I pictured that you was know, what it was like, pretty much. Except I was sixteen, being told, "Why don't you have more Christian friends?" <laughs> Jesus loves all the little children of the world, Mom. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, had a very I, different I haven't upbringing. That hard in Thank a while. you. I'm so, uh, what was your GBG? Oh wow! I can't even top that now. I can't top the Christian Friends GBG. Oh boy! All right. The good was the cold open, the therapy session. How it opened up and it was just completely, utterly silent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lorelai saying, "Well, I'd like to say that I'm sorry." 
And and she just goes on. And her mother's like, you can't just say it's a blanket. Sorry, it's insulting. And all I thought of was was your mom. <laughs> Yeah. And, she, and she's like, it's in Lorelai's like, it's good going forward, too. You should be happy. Like, all I could see was just both of you, you and your mother, having this the same exact conversation. Uh, and, uh, and <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I actually also had a, uh, this, there was a tie. Uh, Richard's looming presence throughout this whole episode. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see that, uh, that, Richard was the catalyst for the first episode, and they have since continued that. They've allowed Richard to uh, um, become part of the episode, but not not like uh, overtake it and not force it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, like when Rory goes to kiss the painting, like "Oh, hey, here, Grandpa, hi." Uh, and then when uh, when Emily is talking about Richard and how they were married 50 years and they, and she knew everything that he did. And even when they got separated, it brought them back. And Richard is still the very big looming presence. It's still the very big reason why we have what we have. It's, it's the, the one of the, I think the biggest reason why so far within the story that a year in the life Gilmore girls actually exists. So what, what are you pointing to? My love? pointing to our cat. I'm letting people in Facebook live know that, that, Khaleesi is here in the photo. <laughs> the bad uh, Rachel Ray. What are we doing with Rachel Sammy's. Ray? Sammy's. Oh my goodness gracious. And again, this goes along the lines of the cameos thing with the Roy Choi's and the Rachel. And then and then Lorelai just pretends like, oh, it's Rachel Ray. Like, oh, okay, you're in and out. Like, see you later. Like, I, I feel like that would never happen. It would never happen. What do you mean it would never happen? First of all, first of all, Lorelai would never be like, okay, gone, see you later, I'm just going to let you go. And then Rachel Ray would never just go to some random inn in Connecticut. Why not? It just, tell me, have you ever heard of that? Have you ever heard of Rachel Ray going to cook for some random lady at some random inn in the middle? It's just not plausible. I don't like it. Okay. Like when they had Christiana Amanpour on, when they had Madeline Albright on in the original series, okay. it made sense because there was a connection to those two characters. There, uh, it, it, to, to Rory, there is, however, no connection between Rachel Ray and and Lorelai Gilmore. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And then I, I also had another tie with this too, which is uh, getting they're getting a little self indulgent with certain things, and I think it's because they have to separate. Um, that they have to create uh, content for ninety minutes. Like I felt that the first episode, it it needed to be ninety minutes. Yes. This episode, in my opinion, did not need to be ninety minutes. And one of the things that I think they were getting self indulgent with was the Kirk storyline, and then and then the the film. And like I know it's meant to bring levity, uh, and like the town meetings too. Like uh, when when uh, the gay parade, the gay parade, and like it's funny. I, I think it's wicked funny, but like when when uh, Gypsy is trying to call out Taylor for being gay, like I don't, I don't ever remember that being like a thing in the show. I don't ever remember. I thought like, Gypsy was trying to call out herself. See, I I didn't. I, I thought she okay, was trying so, to call out Taylor. So you guys can let it. I don't know. I didn't. I so the first time I watched it, I thought Gypsy was saying the same thing. Like Taylor, are you? She was asking if Taylor was gay. Yes. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, is Gypsy offended that she wasn't asked to be in the parade? Mm-hmm. Is that what's going on? Because then afterwards, she still looked upset. And I was like, wait a second. Who are you referring to, Gypsy? I'd mm-hmm. love our friends in Facebook Live to weigh in. Do you think Gypsy was referring to Taylor, to herself, 
or to both? I have no idea. I don't know, but the way she was looking at him, she's like, is there anybody else you want to call out? Is there anything? And then he's like, no. And she goes, oh, oh, well, there you go. Like, it was like confirming the fact that he's not gay. Uh, and, and like, they, they also played with this too with Michelle in the first episode where it was like, they had to like retcon him to be gay. Like, they, that was that. And it was never really approached in the original season. Uh, you just assumed it, but it was never approached for Michelle. So now I feel like they're trying, they're trying to do the same thing with Taylor, and it just didn't fit. Uh, and I, I felt like, you know, and then like the whole thing with the, with the, the B-list actors, and I just felt like it was forced. It wasn't, it wasn't natural to what we were doing. However, there is a fix in my grade. The fix, okay. the fix is this whole episode, in my opinion, was completely anchored. And you said this, my love, already, so I hate to reiterate it. It's but, fine. But the, the therapy sessions, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, again, last episode, it there wasn't, it's not by chance that all of a sudden it started gaining its own steam when Lorelai and Emily have this conflict now over over richard's death and the 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 whole storyline between lorelei and emily and, and then and eventually agreeing to the therapy and and now with this episode it's more therapy again you're seeing the two you're seeing the two really hash out like these issues like lorelei is trying to sweep everything under the rug like nothing is happening yet emily is trying to say no actually my daughter was the one who was 16 years old and didn't even leave me a love a, a, a note telling me where she was going she had this kid and 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 even lorelei saying that's all old news it may be old news and it may be part of the old series but it is still prevalent yes to to not only emily but to us as as to, the viewers the whole story exactly to the gilmore girl story be nice to the kitty what well, she's in my she's about to scratch me scratch my nipple <laughs> what do you want me to do so, all right. So she did. I scratched my nipple. So, <laughs> so my love, uh, coffee cup rating. Uh, what do you got for your coffee cup rating? Um, I'm gonna give this one a five. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. You did not expect that coming, and probably a lot of other people didn't. What? I really enjoyed this episode. How did you enjoy this episode more than the premiere? I don't know. Maybe it's the second time watching it, but I felt like maybe because I just feel, you know what it is? I don't feel good. I feel like I'm flailing a little bit right now in my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got Rory. I really got Rory oh, right now. See, yeah, that's, and, okay. and, and in addition, I liked those light moments. I liked the the silly movie with Petal, and I liked seeing uh, all these friends at the international festival, which only had fifteen countries when they were supposed to have one hundred. I thought that was something. very funny. I thought um, that was perfect. Stars Hollow, in my opinion. Yeah, like Stars Hollow is that you know when Taylor says you know the gazebo and the lights, and we talk about so much how we love Stars Hollow. So there were those moments of great depth in those therapy sessions that brought up this stuff that we've wanted to have them talk about for seven years mm-hmm. now nine years um and yet more more than nine years what am i talking about um and then with well, rory, nine years since the end yeah of the, or, yeah i got you i got you back and then with rory the first time i watched it i was like rory who are you are you like season five or whatever it was of gilmore girls rory where you just mess up and you leave yale and you live in the 
the pool house. But no, this was this was a hard time for Rory. And um, I don't know, watching it a second time, I really enjoyed this episode because I felt like her character and Lorelai's character is starting to take a turn for the worse as well. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was a lot of it felt real. It felt like it felt like here's all the happy stuff of Stars Hollow and our gay parade with the lights, ta da! And yet, life can sometimes suck. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. This this watching it again. So, um, how about you? What's your coffee cup rating? You know, I'm going low on this one. I'm going uh, I'm going I'm going three point nine coffee cups. Uh, it's not at the four level, but it's not as bad as a three. So it's got to be three point nine. It's right right there. And the reason why I, I I don't like this episode as much, again, because it should have been shorter. It could have been an hour, in my opinion. Uh, it, you can cut a... I could care less about Naomi Shropshire. Oh I my could, gosh, seriously. I'm all set with her. I, I'm I just done with the, her. Yeah. I'm glad that the, the book is done with her. I'm, 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 I'm glad that she's gone out of my life. Okay? I could care less about that. Uh, and and most of the Rory stuff I could care less about, to be honest. I could care less about the Condé Nast thing. I could care less about uh, Sandy says. I could. I mean, I I do appreciate the the Logan stuff, but the, all, all the Rory crap. I just eh, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. Even when she went to visit Chilton with. Uh, with Paris. With Paris. See, Did, I loved the Paris part. I love Paris in this episode. I mean, I do. I do like Paris. I, 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 I like seeing her. I do wonder if we're going to get more out of Paris and Doyle, specifically because they. What do you mean more? Like we've like, already watched all the episodes. Are you saying if no, no, no? Gilmore um, Girls comes back again. No. What I, What I'm saying is, this is supposed to be an episode about spring. Okay. So what I'm getting at is... You look forward to seeing more of Paris. Will more story come out of Doyle and Paris? Or is this just like the... The, the drop in like Tristan uh, Tristan fake fake Tristan who was not oh was not uh, Chad him. Michael Murray by the way it was not Chad Michael Murray um, are we gonna get more of him or are we not gonna get more of him or or is more going to come out of this at any rate what I'm getting at is I love all the stuff with Lorelai and Emily I love the stuff with Richard I I actually like the stuff with uh, Stars Hollow uh, however. I really feel like the Rory thing, and especially like going back and forth now, seeing Rory in and out of Stars Hollow and in in Britain in, in London, and then even even Lorelai leaving Stars Hollow and, and going to New York, I felt like we have such a rich, fun, warm environment here in Stars Hollow. Why are we making them leave and come go back and forth? Because they're making it real life. And on whose dime is Rory going back and forth between London and? Uh, and and uh, Stas Hollow. I think that's some inheritance money that she got. I would hope so. Because that Ain't is cheap, not man. cheap. Not and, cheap. And she's just doing it. She can't even find her undies. <laughs> she, she never finds her undies and she can't find her lucky outfit. And if she had that much money to fly to London back and forth so many times, just buy a new red but dress. But here's, here's the question. We have this great, you know, our, you know what? Let, let's just, let's just get into the rest of the show. And uh, we'll get out of the we'll get out of the coffee get cup ratings. Uh, do we have any uh, listener coffee cup ratings? Oh my gosh, love? yes, we do. We do. I've been putting them all in. Oh, okay. We have Colleen Farley. She has four and a half cups. Uh, Anna Spain also four and a half cups. Uh, although she does miss Rory having a direction, uh, and I would agree with you, Anna. I, I think having Rory be kind of directionless, I think, is cute. 
uh, but it can only last so long. She needs a purpose. She needs something to guide her. Uh, like she always had that guy. She always had Chilton. She always had Yale. Uh, she even always had that kind of boyfriend thing pushing her. Uh, and in this iteration of Gilmore Girls, she doesn't seem to have much. The argument could be made, however, that she that that's the point that she is living this Jack Kerouac, uh, Jack Kerouac um, listless existence. Uh, I could I could probably see that. Um, at any rate, uh, are you ready to get into the rest of oh, the show? Well, there's a little bit. Uh, so we, oh. we had a question about who people thought Gypsy was calling out in that town meeting where they're, have, they're getting ready for the gay pride parade. Gypsy is like, Taylor, who do you think it could be? And uh, some people, Blake thought she was calling out Taylor. I thought she was calling out herself. And Anna Spain says that she thought Gypsy was calling herself out too, as well as Melissa Aquise says the same so keep voting in the facebook live if you think that gypsy was calling herself out or calling out taylor and ashley nasser crawley her good was back in the what, what did i say melissa aquiles not aquis <laughs> what did i just say good thing i didn't say equus that like naked play with jan dan radcliffe <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Ashley, You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Ashley says, back in the minutia and a delicious quirk of life. Look at you. I can say big words. I just can't say regular you words. You can't say Achilles. <laughs> uh, and the quirk of the life of Stars Hollow, even more than the winter episodes, see, Ashley liked Stars Hollow. I did too. And no, I do said, too. She said the bad was Rory. Oh, sweet Rory. We all have our angst, but the entire 90 minutes of Rory angst was too much for me. Lorelai struggle I can do, but Rory is tougher for me. And her great was the therapy. So much therapy. And it was perfectly cathartic. And she had the bonus was the May Whitman cameo. Now, May Whitman, of course, was uh, the, the daughter character in Parenthood. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of Parenthood cameos inside this season of Netflix. More so, self-awareness. I appreciate that self-awareness. Yeah. yeah. And Ashley gave it 4.2 cups at one watching. Maybe she'll like it more on a repeat watch. I will tell you this, Ashley, if you're anything like me, you will. All right. You ready to get into the rest uh, of the see, show? Uh, Melissa said, she said, Akilah, she, she she told me in Facebook Live, she said you, she, she fixed my, she dinged me as well. <laughs> you know what, Melissa, this is just for you. And Sorry. I, I, you know what? Give that to Mary. That's her ding moment. <laughs> Just keep drinking, honey. <laughs> All right, let's get into the rest of the show. All right, so this one was entitled, as we all know, Spring. It was written by Daniel Palladino, husband to Amy Sherman Palladino. Uh, and it was also directed by Daniel Palladino. And r- Daniel Palladino is not just some schmo. I mean, he's written tons and tons. I love that word, schmo. He, he, tons and tons and tons of Gilmore Girls episodes. He's actually quite known for having the more kooky kind of episodes. Kooky. Uh, and the more f- quirky kind of episodes. There you go. And I would kind of call this a quirky episode, uh, Spring. I, I, would, I would call it a quirky episode. Hold on to your butts because uh, summer is quite quir- quirky and kooky. Uh, Welcome. To Jurassic Park. What are you saying? Hold I on, didn't... hold on to your butts. And <laughs> you're you're right, supposed. Say... You know what? Oh my God! You have to stop saying the rest of the. <laughs> this is episode to episode. <laughs> okay, sorry, I already watched them all a lot of times. Oh my goodness gracious! 
ruining the whole shtick we got here. Go for it. Go anyway, for it. So, uh, so he's he's written quirky, quirky episodes. Yes, and uh, this I feel like was a very quirky kind of episode with the gays and the bar- borrowing the, the the other town's gays and all that other stuff, and which was a little weird. I'm it, not gonna lie. I'm telling you, it was kind of weird. This episode was a little teeny tiny off for me, which is why I get the three point nine. Uh, coffee cup rating but one of the things that really bothers me about this episode is you have Stas Hollow and Stas Hollow is one of those communities that is an asset to your show mm-hmm. right it's kind of like um, all my Outlander nerds here are going to freak out when I say this but it's kind of like Lally Brock Ugh. okay sing me a song uh, it, it, it's one of those fleshed out communities that is an asset to what you're trying to present. Another show that I think I, I felt like really brought out its its uh, the show's uh, personality was Pawnee in uh, Parks and Rec. Okay. Yes. You Pawnee was it has its own mythology you know, with all the Indians and how how it was settled and and they have all these terrible. Uh, like interactions between the Native Americans and and like the actual settlers, and they make it they make a joke out of it, right? Yep. And and you have that same kind of mythology, of course not Indians, but you have the same kind of mythology with Stas Hollow, and the the idea that there is a completely fleshed out town. It is an asset to what you're doing. Why are we leaving it? What's the point? Why are we spending time with Rory going to wait on lines? And and literally, see there you go. There's there's a Parks and Rec reference. Literally, <laughs> fall asleep while talking to somebody, and then sleeping with a Wookie. What are we doing? Here? I want you to lead this episode. You're you're on a roll. Keep it going. No no no. I'm not nope, leading. No, it's bad. not my job. No no. I'm not. I'm not. Nope. That's that's your job. It's noses. not me. Nope. I already touched my nose. Too late. Too late. So what are we? I mean, what are we doing? Right. I mean, of, of course, we do have and I want to get your opinion on this, a, a furthering uh, of this notion of getting bigger and replacing things and starting all over again, as we have played at the beginning of this episode. We have um, we have Luke getting trying to get well, Emily trying to give Luke the money from Richard. Again, Richard's presence is still there, but to make a franchise out of Luke's, we have the therapy sessions between Lorelai and Emily trying to improve their relationships again, trying to start over. We have uh, the A-list versus B-list actors uh, trying to uh, get the dragonfly in to be bigger and have the espresso machines and have the gym in the spa so that Matthew McConaughey can come and, and work out his pecs and get a rub, get it rubbed down. Love it. You know, and if you're not going to bag Jennifer Lawrence, what's the point in living, right? It was that what Michelle says. Oh, what's the point of living? If we're never going to bag Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Right. It's a question. And then you bring up the, the sewers thing. Like they're trying to expand sewers from the first episode. Mm-hmm. It's all about expansion. We have that, that great uh, interaction between Luke and Lorelai and saying, when Luke is saying, we don't need to get bigger. What's the point? Well, I, we don't need it. Uh, and it's this going back and forth, the tug back and forth for everybody wanting Gilmore Girls to get bigger. But the show either demands it or it doesn't demand it. And my love, what is your opinion on this notion of uh, the show either getting bigger or demanding it or not demanding it? 
I mean, we're going to New York, we're spending time in lines, we're wasting time there, but when we get back to Stars Hollow, we're we're finally at the meat of the story. She needed to go away to have that ending. You know, that my that ending of uh, Rory moving home was my good for a reason. Rory mm-hmm. was home for so long. And then even at Yale, she was home. Let's Chilton. be real. I, I mean, I... I no. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the previous. Okay, I'm sorry. Chilton, she lived at home in Yale, even though she lived at Yale. Really, it was home. It was right. 45 minutes from home. And granted, New York isn't that far away from Stars Hollow. But we see her traveling to London. And um, she still... she's. I think that by Rory being out of Stars Hollow, it shows Rory being out of her element. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know where home is. She doesn't know where her lucky dress is. She doesn't know where her undies are, okay? <laughs> Rory is lost, and I liked that we got to be lost with her. And if you're going to be lost, and if you're going to be foreign, New York is a great place to do it, guys. You know, like, it's one of those places where it's so big that if you do not, if you're not a local to New York... That's a great place to get lost. Right. I would agree because there are so many people there, but no matter what, you're still very lonely. You're still alone. Yeah. And that's what I think going to New York was for us. It Mm -hmm. was, I tell people all the time um, when a lot of my friends live in New York and um, a lot of my friends have lived in New York and then have moved home from New York. And I've told them that when I've been in New York, um, I thought about moving there and I decided against it because I said, you know, you never feel as lonely as you do in a big city because at least when you're in a small place, you feel like, oh, there's not that many people here who I'm not seeing. But when you're in a big city and you're alone, you feel real lonely mm-hmm. and um, you feel real lost. And, and New York's this big bustling place where people people seem like they know what's going on. These people in these lines were a great representation of, of Rory, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, just going along because it's a fad. Do you write for the fad, Sandy says. Do you, do, you're standing in line because you're so passionate about something and yet, guess what? This isn't even a line for anything. Guys are just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sitting and having lunch. We're like, having lunch. Like, you don't even know what you're doing and you think you do. And I just love that we got lost with worry. Yes, she had. She slept with a Wookiee. <laughs> Hysterical. I still can't, I can't get over that. I'm glad that it was a Wookiee and not a Klingon. <laughs> like at least I have that much respect for her. Where I was like, nice, like nice job. I don't think oh I could. God. I don't think I could do a Klingon. But Wookiee. No, no, you don't want. Actually, it's very doing it with Klingons is very violent. Very, very, they very. They actually violent. discussed this in Star Trek canon. Uh, yes, they do. That's disgusting. It's Let's... when Worf was looking for a mate. I'm also. And I don't he, need he to know this. I don't. He was if questioning I about headphones. Deanna Troy, and he was worried that he was going to hurt her. I'm just. I'm just telling you. I'm all set. <laughs> Nonetheless, I think that we had to leave Stars Hollow to get lost with Rory. Yes, and ultimately, getting lost with her is what brings her back i mean after the whole sandy says thing where she she kind of went into it with a little like silver spoon in her mouth a little bit that sandy says part was one of the parts that i didn't like even though i gave this episode a five um uh. it's, it just seemed so unrory to me i mean we've seen her be lost we've seen her be lost a little bit in in, in um being strict with like her romance and and her interest in that regard um but Rory, I feel like, is a researcher, mm-hmm. and I hate that she went into Sandy Says without really knowing much about Sandy Says and not really having like um, a distinct vision for at least that interview. Like she could have at least Googled Sandy Says and come up with something on her forty-five minute train ride, mm-hmm. right? 
So that right. just felt very unrory to me, but it goes to show you how lost she truly is. I I don't know. I just I feel like I just feel like her I mean I appreciate where you're coming from about getting lost, but I do feel like the all the trips to London and in New York and uh like the whole thing like God, Logan just really went up my ass in this episode. You just went there. I did. I did. Because, and he's firmly, I mean, all you see is feet right now. Because what do you mean feet? <laughs> That's a, I hate feet. I hate feet so much. They smell. No, no. He, he's so far up my ass. All you see is feet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant that like the director was showing his feet a lot. And I was like, I didn't see his feet. And if you, so, I would have hated it. You, you know what? <laughs> so far up my ass all you see is feet yeah <laughs> okay all right uh, so anyway you got, you got your you, i've got my you aquafina have, you have at least four dings this episode so far <laughs> and we've only been doing this now for oh 30 minutes i'm exhausted i'm sleep deprived <laughs> it was in iowa so what i'm getting at is ah like i want to like logan but we have him in his engagement and I, I will say, uh, seeing uh, Greg Henry, who plays um, Mitchum Huntsberger, was fantastic. I thought it was a good organic entry yes. a- into the whole thing. But like, oh, this is one of the family holdings. And why did you think I sprung for the $300 bottle of wine? And You know what's interesting in that conversation was when uh, they said like, oh yeah, d- Logan's engaged to someone abroad. Mm-hmm. And Rory didn't flinch, which leads you to know that Rory's known this. Right. Like, she's known it. And, and she just cool hasn't said it. nothing. Yeah. And, but but then again, as much as Logan has has bothered me in this episode, and like, he's trying his best to kind of be normal, but it's just not working because he is engaged to Audette, the French lady. And, yep. you know, that's part of the, that's part of the, the, the dynast, dynastic process for him. Nice word. Thank you. I, I'm actually amazing. That's why. Um, <laughs> what I'm getting at is as much as I, he bothered me, mm-hmm. Rory is bothering me even more. That's uh, okay. For allowing that to happen. Uh, and she for goes, allowing what part to happen? For allowing Logan to happen and and uh, allowing hold up, hold up. What? You're more upset with Rory? No, well, no. Well, first of all, I feel like Rory is a strong enough woman, a strong enough character where she could tell Logan to go f himself. She doesn't want she, to. She wants to she f did. Logan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she does. But okay, fine. You know what? Take that and uh-huh. we'll table that. Okay, table that. Table what? Table the whole Logan thing. Okay, really? We're, we're you just table. open a can of worms, though. No, but I really do feel like she is a strong enough woman where at the end of season seven, she tells Logan to go get his, his shine box. She would rather focus on her career at that point. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Why is she going back to Logan? I don't think she is. I think she's her her friendly little F. Like her friend with benefits. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like she's better than that. She uh, is. That's, see, I, you're taking it like I'm knocking her that like, oh, she's being a slut. No, no, that's not the case. I'm saying she's a strong enough person where she can control her own life. She doesn't need someone like Logan to fall back on. Mm-hmm. She, she is allowing herself to be subject to another relationship. I mean- outside of her own relationship with Logan. Like, she is now a slave to this French girl, Audette, 
and Logan's uh, 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 engagement. I see it very differently. I see it as one of the things that Rory thinks she can control, Mm -hmm. that she knows that she has Logan wrapped around her finger. He's engaged and he's still sleeping with her. He's engaged and he's still having dinner with her. He's engaged and he's still letting her sleep over. He's engaged and he's bringing her to a restaurant that his family is partners in that his dad goes to. Okay, so, all right. So, whether we agree on this or not, I think is kind of irrelevant because it does play into the overall arc of what I'm trying to say, which is this. It kind of feels like Rory feels like she can do anything and everything is it, it, everything just shows up like Yale showed up like she was able to go to Yale because she was given the money she was able to go to Chilton because she was given the she money she also worked really hard to study I, I agree but she she couldn't have gone without someone kind of feeding it to her regardless and she her life so far is kind of the same thing she goes into the meeting with Condé Nast and she doesn't have anything prepared. She's just kind of like, hey, I'm showing up and I got a book proposal. And even the same thing with Sandy says, she feels like, I got this job. You want me. What What are we talking about? We're going to have an interview. Like, what? That to me is like, that is her just feeling like, ah, this is, it's just going to show up. Ashley Nasser Crawley says she's lost and it's giving her temporary comfort being with Logan. She can jump okay. in or out when she wants. And one thing she can control, it's understandable. And if anyone has an issue with it, it's a double standard. Oh, no, no. I have a problem with Logan too. Okay. Okay. I, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to say that Logan's okay with this. Uh, that I'm okay with Logan about this. I'm not. And that's why I kind of hate him even more now because, mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. either you be with Rory or you don't. Yeah. Don't don't go back and forth. I mean, you don't and I go have never dipping. been Team Logan. Like, for, no. like, and that's what people need to know. Like, Blake and I have never been Team Logan. Blake's been Team Jess. I've whoa, 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 whoa. No, what? I hate Jess. Who do you like then? I don't like any of them. Well, you have to pick one. I you don't have to pick, pick one right now. You have nope. to pick one of those three. It doesn't matter even though this is the new season. Nope. If, no, I'm Blake, not picking nothing. Blake, you I don't to, like any of them. How do you not If choose? my daughter was dating three of them, I'd have them all murdered. God. <laughs> I don't like any of them. I don't want. I don't want them in my house. Logan's too smarmy. Jess is too much of a fake bad boy. He's like all like emo and oh, I hate the world. I wish the wish the sun was as black as my heart. And like I hate that. And then you have Dean, who's just a dingleberry. He's just a dingleberry. You know, Anna Spain said that Logan is trying, she thinks Logan is trying to fix Rory. Rory is trying to be an adult, but doesn't know what that means. With Richard being gone, her strong male is gone. And Kylie Angel says that she thinks that Rory is escaping in Logan. Oh, now that is something I could agree with. I mean, I think Ashley kind of touched on that. I think... If you're gonna I escape think, escaping with like a very rich guy in a oh, nice that, penthouse that helped, that who, who buys you three hundred dollars of wine at his family holdings, and you get to call the shots, I, I I agree. And Anna, you mentioned something that you said like you know she uh, Logan is trying to fix Rory. Mm-hmm. I think Rory is looking for Logan to fix her, not the other way around. Like I don't think Logan wants to fix her. I think he is there and he's taking advantage of a situation. Whereas Rory wants that kind of. It's tough because this is also Logan who proposed to Rory, who wanted to marry Rory. 
years and years and years ago. So I like love to hate Logan, mm-hmm. but I also hate to love Logan, if that makes sense. All right. So, wow. Don't, good thing don't go dropping water. I know. Aquafina. I always talk about Aquafina in Outlander. But so ultimately, really ultimately all this crap is it, it, it leads to a good thing, which is Rory gets back to Stas Hollow. Yes. And she says, okay, moving in. And that is the intent. Whether or not you, you agree with how they got there, whether it was most effective, uh, I think that's I think that's a different conversation altogether, and I think that's a good conversation for everybody to come to comment on. Guys, if you believed that the the way they got there, the way they got Rory back to Stars Hollow, did it work? Is it something that you actually believe? Is it something that you think Lorelai believes? Like Lorelai going to New York and taking pot in the the, the lines which piece. was hysterical how Laura like kept getting the goods like way ahead of time and then she would like trade them for different things I loved that I love how she would just show up with like this four, like, like $600 pair of Jordans she's like oh yeah I just got these like here, here they are like that, mm-hmm. that's that mm-hmm. um, guys did it work for you did it make sense and do you think that having Lorelai be a part of that in New York helped the Rory situation or did they just bring Lorelai in just to kind of give more familiarity because again Rory is just going to places and doing things that are completely foreign to Stars Hollow to Rory to anything that's gone on with Gilmore Girls so far she's just kind of traipsing along you know what really worked for me though was the fact that as I talked about my my bad was that Lorelai and Luke were lying to each other Mm -hmm. now um what I liked is that Rory came clean with her mom. We had this yep. whole lie about her sleeping with Logan. Dee Dee. <laughs> being Dee Dee. I do her dishes. And and now Rory's able to come clean. And she really comes clean to her mom. She just says, like, I'm an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a job. I don't have an apartment. I slept with the Wookiee. I've been sleeping with Logan, who's engaged. Like, she just finally was able to come clean to her mom. And I really liked that because that's one of the that's one of the reasons I love the Gilmore Girls was their relationship was their honesty was how they were each other's best friend and with Sookie being gone mm-hmm. at this time in Lorelai's life it that's one of the things that hurts me and it hurts me so much that we in this episode talk about Michelle Michelle leaving um, and and Lorelai even talks about that how the the Dragonfly Inn was in in of pals like was an end for friendship how she and Sookie had this dream and they were going to do it and I'm do it and I'm still so sad that we don't get Sookie um that we have Rachel Ray who is no replacement for Sookie as as Laura like even are, says what are we doing with Rachel Ray but honestly that's it. that's it having Sammy's I don't even know what a Sammy is inside I have no idea <laughs> it looks yummy I don't, um, I don't even know what a Sammy is I what think is, it's a sandwich I yeah what I I have no what idea is a Rachel Ray Sammy. <laughs> We're Google. literally Googling right now as we speak. Yeah, who knows? Uh, here's the thing with, with this episode so far. Yes, uh, I think the, the therapy sessions are great. It's great insight for the viewer into how fractured the Lorelai-Emily relationship is. But given the fact that we have somewhat of an idea of what that is. I, I Again, I really enjoyed seeing the therapy sessions, but there just wasn't the kind of emotional impact that you had in the first episode. And I think I wanted more of that. 
I think I wanted more. I, remember how I said in, in our last episode, I, I we finally had a good jumping off point. You know, the first half or the first third, uh, perhaps, of uh, the episode uh, of the first episode was about getting all of the um, all of the uh, here's another minutia, getting all of that stuff out of the way, so we can finally get to the whole reason of why we're actually watching Gilmore Girls a Year in the Life. Mm-hmm. They did it. And now it's time to capitalize on it. And I'm not sure if they capitalized on it enough yet. Do you think they took their position that they had at the end of episode one uh, of winter of Let's and, they, and they made they made the best of it um, in this episode so far? You meaning like let's you, start therapy and then what they got to, de- to delve into in their therapy sessions? Right, but not only that, but also what what happens with Lorelai and Luke and what happens with Rory. Do you think the show capitalized on its equity that it built in in winter? Like it really gave us a good starting off point. Did it really take that next step? Did it give us enough momentum getting into the third episode and hopefully leading into the fourth episode? I'd say yes, and here's why. Okay. Lorelai and Luke are lying to one another. Right. Like straight up lying. This isn't uh, a weird conflict or April showing up. Um, this is this is lying and, and it's going to continue. And what I hated was how Luke struggled with lying to Lorelai and hearing her lie to him. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai lied to him and then just started watching her movie again and was smiling. And I hated that moment. And I like... I think that it works because that is huge conflict and this is real life. And um, Rory is flailing in this episode. She has sex with a Wookiee. <laughs> yes. We can't reiterate that point enough. <laughs> yes. Sex with a Wookiee. You know what? People, I have not had sex with a Wookiee, but I've done like some stupid, stupid things in my life, like really stupid things in my life. And I think everyone has and done it even as an adult. Okay, I think I think that's where people are like, oh, this isn't high school or college, Rory. Well, guess what? I, as an adult, have really effed up plenty mm-hmm. of times. Many a time. Many, many a time. And I'm close to the age of Rory in this show. And I saw that and I was like, yep, I could have seen myself being single, hanging out in lines, being attracted to a Wookiee if I was down in the dumps. I don't know. He could have said something really romantic that like the line from two the episode two of Star Wars, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Blake. Blake and I discuss this line a lot. Um, I, I so so I liked that. I liked that Rory was flailing, and I loved the conflict between Lorelai and Emily. It was huge. So yes, do I think that winter set up spring, and spring continues to set things up? I say yes. I know you feel differently, but I loved that this episode was a hodgepodge, and yet Stars Hollow was like. The shining happy light. I will give you the whole thing about Luke and Lorelai and the lying part. I think that is what will eventually give like how how the therapy sessions and Richard's death was the catalyst to the beginning of this uh, of a year in a life. The lying part will propel, I think, the rest of the momentum for the rest of this season uh, because it has to come down to a conflict eventually between Luke and Lorelai. Luke and Laura, Luke, I mean, sorry, Lorelai is saying, Luke and I are happy. And she's like, she's, it's almost like she's convincing herself that they're happy. And again, I think it's because her mom was the first one that said, Lorelai just does whatever she wants and she bowls people over. And I think Lorelai is convincing herself that she doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. 
And I also think that she's convincing herself that they are happy because she repeats it a number of times. And then the last time, it's almost like a question. Yeah, she says, we're happy. Luke's very happy. Luke and I are happy. And yeah, exactly. It wasn't with like strength and... and it's like, Luke and I are happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I think... That is what is going to be the it's like again, like I said, it's going to propel the rest of the rest of the season, and that is where I think the money is made in this episode. Uh, I I it came very close to playing that particular little scene uh, for your for, uh, for, for the opening. Yeah. I wanted that one, but Mary made the made the point that I think that what we ended up playing was probably best represents everything for everybody in this episode. Everyone is trying to pick up. Mm-hmm. Spring is the time of uh, is a natural time of life. It is a natural time of starting over. It is the natural time of everything coming back. Yet everything is kind of falling apart mm-hmm. in in Stas Hollow. Everything is falling apart. Uh, and as much as I don't think she wants to admit it, things are falling apart for, for Lorelai. Michelle wants to leave. Suki has already left. Remember she's saying in the episode, this was supposed to be a buddy thing, like a pal oh thing. Oh my God. It made me so sad. It, and I hated how Jackson was like, oh, Suki was going to come to this international food fest. Let's be real. Suki could have made all 190 some odd <laughs> countries worth of food in an hour, no doubt. And yet she saw something growing on a step and thought it might be edible and didn't come. Come on now. No. Like, good try, but I did not fall for that. Yeah, the, the whole, again, the whole reasoning for Suki not being involved in the show, at least within the context of the story, has been a little lame. It's been lame. I understand why they did it. I understand why they were delaying it, because it's Melissa McCarthy, and she's, like she's kind of big time big now. Pretty big deal, yeah. Uh, it, she's probably one of the most in-demand actresses, comedic actresses, in the country mm-hmm. and you know for her to come back for Gilmore Girls is probably kind of tough mm-hmm. so they they probably knew that they had her in their in their back pocket but they couldn't get to her quite yet so they had to keep making excuses I get that but all these things are kind of falling apart around Lorelai and Rory and even Emily Emily is falling apart she, <laughs> I loved her line when she's like, why would I pay somebody not to agree with me, <laughs> to not agree with me? Yep. Uh, not even the therapist is agreeing or uh, taking the side of Emily. Uh, things around her are falling apart. She has lost her partner of 50 years and she made sure that Lorelai knew that it was of 50 years. And Lorelai's relationship is falling apart around her, kind of because of her own choices. I mean, once Luke knows that she is lying to him, he kind of says, eh, uh, yeah, I went to the bank. Because remember how how mm-hmm. he comes home with the shirt and he says, oh, fancy shirt. Yeah, yeah. I went to the, did you go to the bank? Yeah, I went to the bank. Yeah. And he doesn't admit to her that he was with Emily. Why is Lorelai lying? And I need to ask you this as a woman. Okay. Why is Lorelai lying to Luke? Is she embarrassed by therapy? Is she afraid that if she admits to therapy that Scott, that uh, I was going to say Scott Patterson, that Luke will let her go because she's crazy? Maybe her mother saying, yeah, one day you're just going to say, hmm, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving now. Do you think she's afraid that Luke will leave if she admits to therapy? No. Why is she lying then, in your opinion? 
I think she's lying because she doesn't know why she stayed. Mm-hmm. And yet she realizes she needs a lot of work on herself. And she wouldn't know how to say that yet. You know how when you and I get into a, uh, we have days where. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for putting that politely. We have days where uh, you come home and you're off or I come home or let's be honest, I'm home all the time. Or you come home and one of us is off. Right. And um, we're just off, you know, a little, little ornery or a little different and. I could ask you, and this can go both ways, so I'm trying to be equal opportunity, but I could ask you, hey, Blake, what's going on? Nothing. And I say, I think you're lying, because something obviously is going on. You say, no, nothing. Nothing's mm-hmm. going on. And yet something is there. And later on, you're able to dictate and, and, and clarify and say, you know, I didn't know what it was. Now I know what it was. Something mm-hmm. was bothering me then, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to put it into words yet. I think that's what it is for Lorelai. I think she knows something's up. I think she knows that she's questioning a lot of things between her relationship with Luke and grieving her father and figuring out this relationship with her mom and figuring out her her in. I mean, her in is not what she thought it was going to be right now. She's really concerned about it. Um Lorelai has a lot going on in her mind right now. It's like a busy highway and Mm -hmm. she doesn't know how to work that out. And a part of her knows that she probably needs to talk it out with the therapist, but she doesn't know how to say it to Luke yet. So I don't, I'm not mad at her. I don't think she's trying to necessarily hide things because she thinks her relationship is failing. I think she doesn't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. Um, that's how I took it. In as it. much of a way that a man can understand the the, the very complex well, and even, wide and broad ways of a woman's mind. But no, but I said this happens to you. You come home and you say, I don't know, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. But then later on you're able to say, you know what? I think something was wrong. I think I was upset by something at work or this or that. I mean, we saw it with Lorelai. In that episode, you know, she has her phone. Her mom cancels the therapy session and she says to the therapist, okay, are we done? The therapist says, no, it's, well, it's paid for. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai says, well, there's nothing really to talk about, but she's sitting down and she starts to unload things. There's anyway. some weird things happening around her. Yeah. Like she doesn't even know she needs therapy. Right. So how is she supposed to say that to Luke? I don't think she would know how to say it. What I didn't like is how quickly she recovered from lying. Right, because just, she just, like you said, she just continued watching she her film. She smiled and watched her movie. So that's the one part where I was like, I really kind of wish you like, just like how Luke had this weird look on himself where you saw that moment of hesitancy where he was like, oh, wow, Lorelai's lying to me. Yeah, I'm going to lie right back to her. I wish we had that a little bit for Lorelai instead of her just being back in her dreamland. But let's be honest, Lorelai escapes in film. Sure. I mean, when you're having dreams about Paul Anka. Hey. (laughs) So that was a treat. We got to see Paul Anka. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We got to see Mr. Kim. Where the hell has this guy been? You have literally never seen this guy ever. Never existed before. And you you heard about him in the pilot episode and you heard heard about him in... In uh, in later episodes, like once or twice, never shown him, and then here he is, this toothless little Asian man, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they like they say hi. It was almost like an inside joke, like it was. Uh, yeah, like, I know we have not said anything about this guy ever. We've never shown him. So here you go, Gilmore Girls nerds. Here here is Mr. Kim. 
You know, that was a complete. That's exactly what it was. That was exactly what it was. Oh, I just wanted to get. We have a quick comment from Ashley Crawley. She says, "Saying it out loud, um, meaning about therapy between Lorelai and Luca, why she lied, makes it real, and that's scary. So it seems better for her to lie than to say to Luke, i 'I'm struggling and I need help.' And Bethany Hashaway said, "I feel as though counseling is good for Lorelai. It seems to help her get her feelings out, and I agree, Melissa." Aquilis. Aquilis. That's how we say it. Aquilis okay. says gotcha. that she terribly misses Sookie. So yes. we miss Sookie, but instead of Sookie, we got a Mr. Kim. And, and Mrs. Kim, another Mrs. Kim sighting. And I love oh my when Lame's like, Mama, the tambourine is scaring them. And then she says, they'll get used to it just like electricity at night. <laughs> <laughs> that actress has not skipped a beat. There have been a few moments for different actors and actresses where I'm like, really she and the guy who plays kirk and um i mean there were just some people i'm like yep yep you've been waiting for this moment because you just nailed it and then i love when kirk was going through all of the countries and he's like yeah and singapore is just being a dick other than that 137 countries never got back to me (laughs) how how much you love that that it was 190 something i feel like i i should know how many 150 some odd whatever you know, you know i'm googling there's right a lot now. of countries in this world and for kirk to say 137 never even got it back to him and here they were promoting this international food festival 195 countries see i go. got you once again <laughs> who got who got higher sats yeah 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 okay whatevs That's all right. right don't worry about it i'm not don't be smart just, I'm, I'm just keep going just keep it. talking will you uh colleen says that i liked the therapy sessions and the emotion in emily talking about her marriage with richard i thought that was a beautiful but rory and the wookie awful yeah it was so out of place for her and her character i'm not sure what they were trying to do with that but for me it was a terrible addition to the episode and uh back back to ashley saying that she liked Lorelai sitting through the intensive therapy with her mom to talk about their parent-child woes that were offset by Lorelai walking through the lost with Rory. Mm -hmm. Almost like she's able to be supportive of her life choices in a way that Emily was never able to do that for her. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Like, and that's, hello, Ben DeCastro. Ben is now in in the chat. Thank and, and you. He has a blue check mark next to his name. Ben, I don't know how, why. How do you get blue check marks? It took him. It took him a while, but he's explained to me how. So I'm going to get a blue check mark one day too. That's what I want Santa to give me. I want a verified Facebook page. Gosh darn it! <laughs> I want a verified Twitter too. Can we get a verified You're, Twitter? You don't even tweet. Why do you think you can get? Verified? I tweet on. I don't tweet personally, but I tweet it for all of our other crap that we do. It's not crap. Yeah, that's, no, it's not. You're actually right. Thank you. I will. I will. I will apologize to all of the listeners and to you. What did you think of? Luke being dressed up and being approached by Emily. I don't mind it so much. Uh, I like the fact that Luke feels like he has to do something more for Lorelai. Uh, I like the fact that he is a pre- I like his humor about it when Emily's showing up to his den. He's like, oh no, 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 no. Oh God, no. And and she just, as much as she likes to get on Lorelai for bullying people and just plowing over people, she went into that diner and was like, Luke, we're going. See you later. Bye. Just leave everything here. Leave Caesar here. And uh, we'll, we're, we're going to go look at some real estate. Like, wow. Like, you just bowled this guy over. Uh, and I love the struggle that Luke has. He has the struggle of trying to create more with his life, even though he doesn't need to create more. Yet he feels this bit, he feels this twang of insecurity. What's that sound? It's the cat eating food. <laughs> 
unbelievable. Keep talking. Keep talking. He has this twang of insecurity uh, about about giving more to Lorelai when she doesn't really need more. All she needs is him, I suppose. Uh, and <laughs> showing the cat on Facebook. Oh my god! You know she she has him and. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought because of you she has him. having she has the cat him. wave at Facebook Live. Um, yeah, people who are listening to the podcast right now are going to be freaking out. They're like, get to the point. So she has him and they have their life together. And yet he is being forced uh, into this whole franchise thing. And I like the struggle that he has. I like this um, this kind of like gut check that he has. Uh, for for himself and for Lorelai. And he's kind of really only doing this just for her. And yet when he comes home, she's lying to him. And that, to me, if that were me and I knew that you were lying to me and I was only really doing something for you, n- not because you were forcing me, to, but because I, I, want to, I want to make our life better and then you're lying to me, oh boy. See, talk about the difference between guys and girls. What do you think Lorelai would have done had the tables been turned? Oh, had I she come th- home, caught him in a lie first? I think it would have been a very big deal. Yeah. I think it would have been an extraordinarily big deal. Yep. And it would have been brought out to, to, to the front right then and there, and we would have had a meltdown. That's just, my opinion. Just like what I've done. I am going to take um, the Fifth Amendment. Early in our relationship, I caught Blake in a little fibby because all the guys said, let's fib. And Blake did. And I came home and I was like, liar! I was, oh it was like the princess God. bride. Liar! Oh my God. Really? You have to, you, we, we got to go over this. Talk about, talk about old stuff. Okay. We're isn't hornet's that, nest. Isn't that what this episode is about? Oh my God. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about some trivia. I, I feel like we've we've dug into the depth of this episode. I think it was a whole big pile of mess up, and I loved it. I loved it so much because that's life, man. Life is not... And I like that it happened in spring. I like that this happened when the flowers were there, that it's all the festivals are going on, it's time for parades, and crap is hitting the fan. You know what? We didn't do best line. Okay. What do you got for your best line, my love? I loved, I'm just a big, fat, wookie-humping loser with no future. <laughs> because I think that sums up this episode. And maybe I'm just a Debbie Downer. I should be dressed up as Daria right now in all black. But uh, oh, I liked that line a lot. How I'm about yours? I'm just a big, fat, wookie-humping loser with no future. Yep. Imagine oh. writing that and being like, that's a great line. Like, who would write that? Oh, my God. I like the self-awareness of... Uh, of Lorelai saying uh, a cup of a cup of Kofi Annan. <laughs> She's like, that's international humor for you. I didn't know what that meant. Kofi Annan was the Secretary General of the United <laughs> Nations. <laughs> he, you, you know what, my love? I didn't know. I was like, how you say it in Spanish? I didn't take Spanish. <laughs> I took Italian. Cafe. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think that's the sixth. Un conf- un cafe, co- por favor. You, you know what? It- See, I can't even say it anymore. <laughs> It happens. Oh, Do you know what happened? Boy. My phone just alerted me. It said you need to get to sleep in eight minutes so that you can have eight hours of sleep. All right, well, when then. did iPhones get so smart? <laughs> My iPhone is like telling me you need to go to bed, Mary Larson. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> when did this happen? Are right, you ready for the trivia? Yes, please. All right. Uh, 
All right, so we got some, uh, you know, we got some little trivia things here. Uh, Marcy, the girl waiting in line, is played by Mae Whitman, as you guys know, who played Lauren Graham's daughter in Parenthood. And I, again, I really felt like that was a uh, a cute little nod, a cute little bit of self awareness on uh, on Amy Sherman Palladino's uh, behalf and Daniel Palladino's behalf, knowing that Lauren Graham had such a great role on Parenthood. Uh, and then also, Rory, it, it, here's the meta thing. She was waiting in line with her daughter in Gilmore Girls and then again waiting in line with her daughter from Parenthood at the same exact time. Great self-awareness there. I really like that. Truly. Rory is waiting in line for a bakery called Monique Aswell Bakery, an obvious nod to Dominic Ansel Bakery, which was credited with the creation of the Cronut in New York and they were saying that the Cronut's no longer a big thing yeah. uh, so that's that Julia Goldani tells who portrays Sandy in Sandy Says starred in Bunheads which is actually uh, was also created a show created by Amy Sherman Palladino so there you go cool. uh, there was an Outlander reference in this episode yes there was Lorelai jokes that being a mom at 16 is hot in Outlander but elsewhere and I loved it. There we go. Give us some. I got give you. Give us some Outlander. There we go. <laughs> this episode also featured a background cameo by the Gilmore guys, Kevin and Demi, who among the B-list actors in the Dragonfly Inn dining room. Yes, so, they were. Uh, the Gilmore guys is probably one of our favorite Gilmore girls podcasts. So if you haven't checked them out, you need to. But I love that a podcast hosts. Right. We're able to be in a cameo. How flipping cool is that? <laughs> uh, my love, final thoughts uh, for this episode. What do you got for me? Um, I've got for you that if you've only watched Spring once and you said, what the hell was that? I feel like it was a Debbie Downer. Go back and watch it again and think about those times in your life where you took right. a wrong turn. You know, if you need to have a beer in hand and say, ah, oh, yeah, I have some more stories too, Rory. Wait, what do you got to be like? Have a beer in hand and be like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then that's what you got to do because watching it through different eyes, not just all of the glimmer and the lights and the parades of Stars Hollow really showed it in a different way for me and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it that much more. How about you? I will say that I like the fact that Rory... Uh, uh, admitted to her mother everything about Logan and her mother saying, well, kid, that's what you get. You know, your life throws you some curve. You, you know, you, you have to face some curveballs. I actually really appreciated that. And Rory has faced nothing but curveballs in this episode. <clears throat> and I think I, I'm pleased, even though, again, I don't agree with how they got there. I'm pleased with the fact that she does face curveballs and mm-hmm. she does have to kind of be kind of eat a little humble pie here. And the show is not afraid to say Rory is a little screwed up. And she has been given a lot of things. I'd like to say Rory is human, not screwed up. Rory is human. Right. Okay. I'll I'll right, I'll, I'll co-sign on that. Thank you. I'll co-sign on that. But ultimately I think the the best thing that this episode did aside from the uh from the um therapy sessions. Was, I was about to, I was I was going to ask you if it was aside from Kirk's Movie, I know. <laughs> Which, by the way, I couldn't stand that movie. I mean, I, I, I thought it was very. I, although I did like the scene when they, when they throw the the hubcap and you see somebody's hand throwing the hubcap. Um, I the best thing that this show did, aside from the therapy sessions, is getting 
Rory back to Stars Hollow, getting her back under the care of her mother, getting her back into the world that we know and love her in. And it humbles her and it gives itself the opportunity to be back in Stars Hollow and uh, and give it give the show the life that it deserves within Stars Hollow because that in and of itself is a character. As much as as much as people don't want to admit it, or maybe they don't they aren't aware of it, Stars Hollow is a character, just like Scotland is a character in uh, Outlander, just like the Florida Keys are a character in Bloodline, just like the island was a character in Lost. Stars Hollow is that too. And we need to have all three of our Gilmore girls back there leading their lives. And that is what I think this episode accomplished. So I'm I'm gonna start a new thing. Gonna start a new thing. I need some music. Give me some music. Wait, Give hold on, some... hold on, hold on. I have to play this. We have to go back, Kate. Because I, I, yeah. I did say lost. You did. You did a while. Okay, ago. so what, like what kind of what kind of music? Oh, you know, we did, we we realized we didn't I didn't play the Gilmore Girls theme song during trivia. Yeah. Okay. If you're Okay, what do you got? Bum, 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 bum. If you could use, could have one word to describe this episode, what would it be? Me. You're, you're asking me or you're asking the, the you, masses? You, Blake. I'm asking the masses as well. Ooh, insecurity. Really? Yeah, insecurity. Oh. I, I would say that everybody in this episode is insecure. Logan's insecure. Uh... Uh, what's it called? What's her name there? Rory's insecure. Emily, Lorelai, Luke, all insecure. Even even Paris. Mm. Paris getting divorced. Good. Seeing Tristan. Insecurity. I like it. What do you got? Um, well, I'll tell you that Ashley Nassacrawley says relatable. Oh, okay. Relatable. All right. I like that. You ready for mine? Yes. Ready for me to be deep? <laughs> Getting, hold, I'm going to play it again. Here we go. So deep that you only see feet. <laughs> whatever it was that you said in the beginning of the so episode. far on my ass all you see is feet <laughs> that's what I meant to say <laughs> I have no idea what that now like I do understand you that know, no no we're gonna we're gonna change up songs here we're gonna we're gonna change up songs because you made the the feet rep. <laughs> okay sorry there we go so here's here's my word okay what do you got spring oh ready? my ready? god ready here's why here's why okay spring is muddy spring is like dirty in the beginning, like I'm talking like March and April spring, but growth comes of uh-huh. spring. Ah, uh, okay. So you, you're saying, see, I'm getting, what, I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Yeah. They're getting muddy. They're getting in the dirt. The thick of things. This the aquafina, ugly part. This aquafina that I'm drinking makes me really deep. <laughs> I think it's the cocaine. It's it's the dirty, dirty spring. The planting spring. Planting spring. We get the, the, the dirt in your thumb. The you know, seeds under are your being nails. planted and it takes a lot of work. And you say, will this really be beautiful one day? Because I am I just want to shower. I'm freaking tired. I'm just <laughs> muddy. My yard looks like crap. It's my coffee. It's my coffee. I need coffee and on. <laughs> so spring. <laughs> you know what, my love? I appreciate you. I got you. Thanks. and And I appreciate that so much. In fact... That you are going. John Gallagher is watching us. John Gallagher is watching us. Yes, John Gallagher. My, my best friend John. Welcome, John. And John, this is this is for you, and now for my wife too. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I will give you that is a that is a great first word. And I will even admit defeat better than than my only word to describe this episode. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank You're you. You're welcome. My love, are you ready to close out the show? 
Sadly, I am, just now that John Gallagher joined the party. But yes, John Gallagher, for those of you who don't know, is uh, to Lorelai Snooky. Can you imagine if Lorelai had taken it with Snooky? <laughs> Lorelai would be like like tidying up the dining room with Michelle and Snooky would be on the table with her bumpet and her leopard dress I can't anyway Lorelai and Snooky are like Blake and and John Gallagher let's close out the show before I talk about the Jersey Shore GTL Oh my goodness gracious That is a way to close out the show GTL baby This Aquafina's got something in it (laughs) I think that might be uh, Might be whiskey A little bit of vodka in there too honey Jeez wow (laughs) Well (laughs) Now that we now that we're classing up the joint with some Jersey Shore here, hey, um, we want to let you know that uh, you've been Gilmore is uh, part of Mary and Blake Media, and you can see everything that Mary and I do at maryandblake.co, uh, our, web- our website there, and it is housed at maryandblake.co. If you want to be part of the conversation, please visit us there or email us or Facebook Live us, or you can even call the hotline at 503-454-673. Three zero and have your voice heard on our show here for You've Been Gilmore. We also have a few other podcasts. You can check those out. Outlander Cast, Parent Cast, Living Reminders, and Wicked Roadie. And if you have a moment, since you're already like on a device listening to us, mm-hmm. we would love it if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a written review. Let us know what you like about the show. Five stars is pretty much all I accept at this point because I've been drinking Aquafina. Yeah, heavily. <laughs> so, so iTunes. Should go all snooky on you. That's right. That's it. Well, so our next episode, of, of course, is going to be about summer. Lots of time by the pool. I didn't even know Stars Hollow had a pool, but it does. But it does. And there's little boys Stop that Stop talking about future episodes. I'm just episodes. so excited. I want to find myself an 11-year-old boy to fan me. That's oh all my, I can say. Call you Khaleesi. Come. My cat's name Khaleesi. I'm going to have to be something else. Mother of dragons. I pretty much am. Listen. All right, ladies and gents. So on that note, I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And you've been listening. To Jersey Shore. To You've Been Gilmore. <laughs> GTL. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.